Coming up tonight on Locked On Texas Tech Post Game Edition, we're talking 63 to 10 Tech over Murray State to open up the season. But first, we're not talking the final score. You know what we're talking about. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Glad to be back with you on Locked On Texas Tech. Appreciate you for joining us whenever, however, you're dialing us up. Subscribe on YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts for the daily episodes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. I'm Casey Cowan, joined by Chris Level, who was just on the sideline call for Texas Tech and Murray State. Good news, 63-10. to no problem for the Red Raiders as far as the final score goes. But, Chris, obviously the conversation is going to center around the status of QB1 as, unfortunately, it was a traumatic flashback, something seemingly similar to what we saw last season for Tyler Shuck as he leaves game one early. Yeah, Casey, it was uh, a situation, I think, on that it was just that run, uh, con- converted a third down, and he – immediately came up and if you if you were watching he kind of immediately reached under his shoulder pad and you could just tell and it looked unfortunately identical to what I saw in Austin last year the next pass he throws is about three or four yards high and that's when you're not real sure okay I don't feel something's you know right and do I put too much on it do I take enough off of it it just something doesn't feel right and next thing I know he's walking by me and he is going uh, up the tunnel and and they would take him across the field back to basically the main headquarters that's where they do x-rays and everything that's that's my assumption but uh yeah on, on a on a sling or in a sling at you know in the second half and on the on the sideline and just you know you and coach coach mcguire's you know told me you know hey look we, we, we're gonna we're gonna x-ray it i think they already have done that but We'll, we'll we'll get an update to everybody in a day or two, but when he says to me, "Hey, the good news is it's September. It's not you know, you know, and so it's not October." So that tells you that, yeah, this may be something that that it, it may not be good. I guess is my point. It, it just sucks. It kind of sucks the fun out of a big night like this for sure. Man, there's no question, and I know I as a, a fan, and and I know that you're a broadcaster and you serve in an official capacity on the radio broadcast and here on Locked On Texas Tech, but you began this because you were a fan as well. And we like to root for for Red Raiders, and we like to root for guys that are easy to root for as Red Raiders, and that's Tyler Shuck. And so I think we all felt the same kind of gut punch, deflating, take the air out of the balloon kind of feeling. I, I don't know what it is because clearly the guy is capable as a football player, but the, the personal story I think is what so many beyond football had, had really tuned into. And, uh, you know, you're rooting – rooting for the guy and hoping for the best as far as the timeline. But I think we all understand what was kind of visible and some of the flashbacks, as I already mentioned, as to what the previous injury involved. If it's not good news, your heart breaks for him because this is all he has done and worked towards since that game in Austin last year. And, you know, it, it just looked all too, you know, familiar and, and, 
you know, they had said all off season, and I don't want to dampen this thing. I mean, you still got a whole season to go and all that, but sure. it's just almost like trying to be respectful here to, uh, and I want to bury the lead. I know that's what most people is getting, are going to think about because you, you know, here's the other thing. You had three quarterbacks throw touchdown passes. I'm not sure that's ever happened before in a game uh, around here. I asked Joey McGuire about that. He's like, you know, I didn't, I didn't even think about that, but that, that's what happened. But um, you know, for they, they had talked all off season. Hey, look, we're not going to try to necessarily protect these guys because we, we've got some depth. We're gonna, we're gonna call plays and we're gonna run them. And we're going to do some things that just like, you got to be kidding me that the first run that you call for a QB, he just gets tackled. And then that was it. It was, it's just like, I mean, seriously, man. I mean, yeah. it's just not fair. You know, if, if indeed it's, it's bad news, I just, my eyes tell me body language tells me and, and watching him interact on the sideline and kind of, Hey, we'll get you an update in the hair in the month of October mentioned by coach McGuire. I'm just assuming that it, it may not be good news at all. Uh, but right. Donovan looked great, Casey, and Barron looked uh, really good. And so you see some of that depth, but you're, you may be about to get into it a little bit. Seems like that's a certainty. And and wishing Tyler uh, the best with whatever he's got coming up. And I, I think uh, if you have any opportunity to spend any time around him whatsoever, you understand that there is some maturity uh, to Tyler Shuck that will give him the best opportunity to deal with, with whatever is to come. But uh, obviously hoping for the best there. If we can pivot to football, uh, as I mentioned, you're roaming the sidelines for the Texas Tech radio broadcast every week, Chris. And, man, I'm curious about the the vibe there when that comes across uh, on that Texas Tech sideline. What did you feel, and who were some of the Red Raiders that were the rallying points uh, to kind of keep keep the minds focused where they needed to be when that went on? Well, I would tell you the vibe down there is, is a lot different than it's ever been, and I'll tell you why. They had these monster speakers on the sideline, like right next to the, the stands, and it's pumping in whatever, whatever noise is going over the speakers on the video board. It is, I mean, it is bone rattling. Bumping. So, it, yeah, we were in the club for four hours, <laughs> yes, and – I mean, I, and I'm I'm not joking to you when I tell you it will rattle you. Uh, it'll vibrate everything. I mean, the whole deal. And so that that creates a different environment down there because especially when you play a game like you did tonight, when it, there's so many highlights and it's so fun and you're just wearing the other team out, but it creates a different level of energy. But to name some guys, Casey, I would tell you, Jaron Bradley and Loic were really impressive at, at wideout. I think you know what you, you 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 know. Taj Brooks had three touchdowns in the first half. Uh, Sir Roderick did his thing. I thought you got to the quarterback a bunch. Uh, Philip Liddy uh, did his thing. Tyree Wilson made some noise. You you get some sacks and everything. Uh, but 600 yards of offense, and you know you gave up a few. I think I think Coach McGuire was a little bit uh, flustered at the end of the first half when we were walking yeah. up the tunnel with his corners. And give you know their eyes being in the wrong place. They gave up some chunk plays. I think there was, you know, 124 yards on just two plays that, that accounted for just two plays in the first half. That if you take those out, then maybe the numbers don't look as bad. But yeah, there's the stat sheet right there if you want to uh, take a look at it. But um, I, you know, it, it was just a good. It was a good night. I thought you're. I, I tell you too, the fact that we didn't really call Miles Price's name a ton. And you still have a monster night on offense. I thought was pretty darn impressive. I think that's a good thing uh, for you. And you emptied your bench. 
I mean, there, there's there, there's some guys that you know recorded tackles and and, and caught balls and things like that to the end that you know Drew Hookout was one, and and I didn't come into t- tonight to expect to see him you know playing and and Sam Carroll number ninety nine. I'm like, okay, who is this young man? But uh, he he had a sack I think toward the end of the game. Well, you, you never know what any of it's going to translate into uh, when you get into real competition. And, hey, by the way, that's a week away uh, with the top 25 opponent in the next two weeks for Texas Tech prior to Big 12 play. But I was I was glad to see if it wasn't going to be Miles Price going back to some of what was happening offensively. If it wasn't going to be Miles Price, I, I was thrilled to see Bradley and, and Fungi take the lead statistically as far as the passing game was concerned, Chris, because – I feel like those are guys that, that Zach Kitley and Joey McGuire need to really be dudes because physically they look the part. I think athletically they've got that type of capability or potential, but it's it's the next step of putting it together consistently to be a Big 12 wide receiver and maybe one that's looking like an all-conference kind of wide receiver. Uh, I was glad to see them really, at least as much as the opportunities provided, uh, fill up the stat sheet here tonight. Yeah, and how about, uh, speaking of uh, just offense in general, how about a flea flicker for the first play from scrimmage on your own <laughs> five-yard line? I mean, that 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 is freaking awesome, man. I mean, you know, you got to be kidding me. Uh, and, and whether he knew he was going to do that ahead of time, but if you did and you're like, okay, we'll do it if something crazy doesn't happen. But, but well, down in a punt on your own five-yard line or trying to return it, and then you still call it when, I mean – Anyway, it, that, I, I love me some Zach Kittley for sure, man. That, that, that's, that's some serious huevos there. <laughs> There's no question about it. And, hey, while you're uh, getting started on potentially this early Sunday morning, I don't know what time you're taking in Locked on Texas Tech postgame <laughs> edition, but maybe those huevos rancheros are just about done. Glad to have you with us alongside your breakfast here as we're taking in a first Sunday potentially of the college football season and you want to talk about huevos, mavos. Talk Donovan Smith. <laughs> Donovan Smith was a guy we knew was going to be on the field. Talked about different packages and situations. Well, how about this situation? QB1 is gone, and we're about, what, a cup of coffee, as you like to say, into the regular season. And he comes out, Chris, and it's like the rhythm is there from the beginning, it seems. He, he he's really good. I think I just don't think he played particularly as well or as consistent as Tyler Shuck did through the offseason. Hence the hence that Shuck wins the job. But there's nothing. It, Donovan just you know he's got some experience to now draw from. Um, I I think that you know we'll we'll see what this looks like if if he indeed starts versus Houston. That's going to be absolutely be my expectation until somebody tells me otherwise. But yeah, and I tell you what, we didn't really see Donovan run much you know that 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 wasn't really a part of anything he was doing tonight it was mainly just drop back and throw it and and I think that's the kind of fun thing because the the scariest part of his game is when he cuts it loose and and runs and scrambles and 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 all that I will be interested Casey to see if if Shuck is gone for a period of time does does Zach feel comfortable enough like running these guys as much like called stuff just because okay we have three now now maybe not that you know you know you just don't want to but Donovan's a big kid he's six six or about six five two forty so I don't know but he he was really good tonight to your point 
yeah, I, I thought a lot of guts uh, were on display there because, you know, while you're the backup quarterback, and certainly he knows as well as any backup quarterback that uh, your name can be called at any time, while that's all there in mind, you're not thinking while the going band's still getting settled into their seats that <laughs> your name is about to be called game one against Murray State. So credit to Donovan Smith for being ready to go and, and credit to some of those around him uh, for putting him in a position to be ready to make some big plays, which we saw uh, here tonight. Chris, I, I want to get to the trenches on both sides of the ball, but let's stick with the O here while we're there. What you see from the offensive line tonight? Yeah, they, they gave they gave their guys plenty of time to to really throw the ball down the field. That, that's the one thing I talked to Joey about after the game was they really stretched the field, and I think it credit to the offensive line. And they weren't sure they were going to get those looks just because a lot of times Murray State would really drop coverage and and really keep everything in front of them. But there was a lot of one on one situations uh, that I think uh, Zach was able to take advantage of with some play calls. Uh, so. And you know, I, I thought the offensive line we didn't we didn't call them their names much, but I mean credit to Dennis Wilburn and that those those five guys and Caleb Rogers played well. Weston Wright, I mean they they just I thought they did a good job. They were just consistent, and we really didn't talk about them a whole lot in a good way. You know, right. so I, I think uh, kudos to those guys. And now next week a little be a little bit different, uh, but we'll we'll worry about that when we get there. Are we still watching a, a right tackle spot or right guard spot or anywhere that a little competition is playing out? Are some starters entrenched? How do you think these early games are working out in the view of Stephen Hamby in that regard? I, I didn't see anything different tonight that would alter, you know, what, what they had come into the game with. But yeah. again, I, I I don't, I'm not, you know, grading it and all that. They'll, they'll look sure. at it, but I mean, we'll, we'll get an update on that next week, but they, a game like tonight allows you to just empty your bench. So, so many of those guys, you know, got to play and you got to experiment a little bit and all that stuff. So that part's good. Uh, what about the other side of the ball for Tim DeRuiter game one as, as Texas Tech defensive coordinator? And while you expect in these matchups to, to light some things up offensively, Chris, we've learned that defensively it's, it's not a guarantee that you're going to uh, keep statistically the other team uh, in a box. But we, we saw that, I think, to a certain degree tonight. Yeah, and, and I, I would tell you that I thought that really the end of the first half was the key drive and that they, they keep Murray State off the scoreboard and that for that because their their quarterback, DJ Williams, I think he, he there's an ankle issue with him and I, I think he did never return. I don't know if that's gonna be necessarily very good at all either for them. Uh but uh their starting running back went out. Uh but the bottom line is that that defensive stop i think to the whole murray state off the scoreboard and they could have kicked the field goal probably would have made it but the fact that you gave up no points right there i thought that was a really good credit to those guys there is a few chunk plays you want to get back and you know you, you you lost you lost some receivers you know they got behind you and that that's the one negative there but i thought you stopped the run for the most part i thought you got after the quarterback for the most part uh, no issues other than some of those chunk plays. And that that's something that Joey talked about at the end of the first half. And you know, we talked about after the game with him, him as well. So um, got to keep working on that for sure. And Fry left. That was That's also a negative. He didn't finish the game. Uh, don't know. I think they – I think Coach McGuire died contusion. So I don't know what that looks like. But that you may be – you may miss him for a bit. But he also indicated you'd get Robert Wooten and Bryce Ramirez – and uh, a data ray is set to – all those guys are set to be able to to play and be back uh, next week. So, Chris, I want to turn our attention to next week uh, before we wrap it up here. 
I mean, what kind of uptick uh, are the Red Raiders really in for? Because, uh, you know, opening weekend can be kind of funky regardless of competition. You hear about the week one to week two jump for uh, every team in the nation. And Texas Tech will be one coming off of an FCS matchup when they take on what was a preseason uh, top 25 team in Houston uh, here in Lubbock coming up next week. An older team, an experienced team, probably a motivated team. They remember what happened to them last year. Now, you're kind of hoping that UTSA and the Cougs would play eight overtimes and are still playing even. But uh, I think, what, th three overtimes, and Houston finally squeaked it out. But what a heartbreaking loss for UTSA in front of a, a big crowd there at the Alamo Dome. But, yeah, Houston will be salty. They're, they're going to have athletes everywhere. Again, they're going to be motivated. Dana's coached here before. He knows what environment they're getting into. And, um, yeah, it'll be a major uh, upgrade as far as competition goes. And Donovan will have to play well. And, you know, you're going to have to create some turnovers, I think. And you didn't – that was one thing that you didn't – you know, Barron threw that one interception, but no takeaways tonight. So the take three thing will be fully on display quite a bit uh, this week. Um, and so, and you'll need them against teams like NC State and, and Houston. I watch NC State quite a bit uh, as well today against East Carolina, and they barely squeaked out of there with a with a win too. So, uh, yeah, your your next two games are going to be interesting. They're going to tell us a lot. You could win them both. You could lose them both. I don't think we'd be surprised by any of the results in the next two weeks. Well, and I think you always got to caution yourself as a fan about reading too much into a week one result either way. If you're a Houston fan, a Texas Tech fan, or yeah. anyone in between, uh, you can really see quite a difference, uh, good or bad, from week one to week two. You don't know the kind of personality that's going to show up in that, that next game. And you know what? I, I kind of think Texas Tech might have a little bit of a, a back-against-the-wall personality just in the sense that a QB1 goes down and, hey, immediately – Plan A is questioned. Plan A is in doubt. Do you have what it takes to still be successful if it is a worst-case scenario? These things are all discussed now. And I think there's a little pressure, clearly, uh, early on in this season uh, that was not some of that already accounted for pressure as far as, hey, new coach, trying to have a better year, yada, 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 the stuff that comes with it, the crab bisque, et cetera, uh, when you're heading into a season like this. You got a little different storyline uh, now we're rolling into week two, but Man, excited for the opportunity, Chris, because we're going to find out, right? You gauge yourself against somebody like this. You're going to find out very early on what you are or, or what you aren't. I'm curious, did you feel like Texas Tech was a physical football team uh, tonight? Did you feel like it was something that translated from some of the better parts of what we saw last year? What was the general type of feel on the field? Because uh, there are few to, to no views <laughs> that are like what you get. Uh, on yeah, no, they, they, they were they were physical. I thought, you know, big and, and deep. And yeah, I don't I don't think there's any any doubt. There's there, there's some playmakers up front and they tried to address that, as we've talked about. So, um, yeah, I, I, no, no issue there. I thought Tyree Wilson, I thought Miles Cole was impressive at times. So, um, yeah, no, no issue there. Well, there you have it, 63-10, to 10, Texas Tech over Murray State. A comfortable win for the Red Raiders in week one, but you move on in an uncomfortable way with QB1 now sideline, and we turn again to Donovan Smith to see if he's the man with the plan as we roll on for another home date, but one this time now with the top 25 opponent in houston we'll have it all covered for you all week long on locked on texas tech subscribe on youtube or anywhere you get your podcasts we'll see you next time around for chris level i'm casey cowan it's part of the locked on podcast network your team every day locked on texas tech